0: Hello, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. We're going through the Christmas message. And this is our second part of the Christmas message. Um, Jesus had two earthly ministries. Did you know that? In fact, Jesus Christ had three ministries. And uh, we're going to talk about his two that he had um, before his third and final ministry, which was the New Covenant, the Death, Burial, and Resurrection. And so we'll get back to that. But uh, the Christmas story here um, for the Christian um, is understanding that Jesus had two earthly ministries. So we're going to read in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. As we're turning there, Matthew chapter 4. Okay. Let's turn over there. I'll give you a minute to turn there. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted, there by the devil. For forty days and forty nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the Scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off, for the Scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, You must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And so people in the Middle Ages, you know, they believed Jesus grew up in a first-century house in Nazareth, according to research. And so Jesus, the reason why we wanted to open this up with um, Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus was in the wilderness, is because he was learning how to be dependent on the Father. Notice that he said to the enemy there, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And so Jesus in the wilderness is learning how to be dependent on the Father, first of all, before his two earthly ministries could go in force. And so, <clears throat> but Jesus, when he grew up, like we were mentioning, he, uh, people in the Middle Ages believed that Jesus grew up in a, um, in a first century house um, in Nazareth. And so Jesus had two ministries before the cross, And so we take a look at uh, the miracles. Jesus was with his disciples in Nazareth in his hometown. Um, And so the Sabbath, the next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue. And many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? And so we know where he received his power and to perform miracles. Of course, he was dependent on the Father. And so Jesus is going to teach us um, how he lived, um, dependent on the Father. So just as a carpenter, they said uh, in Mark chapter 6, verse 1 through 3, um, then they scoffed. He just, uh, he's just a carpenter. The son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and his sister. Live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. You see, Jesus was uh, was a carpenter. They said. You see. And so, they knew Jesus as being just a carpenter, not a, you know, a man full of wisdom and power to perform miracles, and so. That's what we have to remember. They remember him growing up as a kid and then becoming a carpenter. His dad, Joseph, taught him, his earth father, taught Jesus how to be a carpenter. So that's that's why they were kind of amazed and wondering, where does this guy get all this power that's within him and this wisdom that's in him? So they were kind of confused at that. But remember, Jesus' first ministry, um, he shows those under the law they have no righteousness that surpasses his. And so he's telling them, but I tell, tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in her heart. So what he's doing here is he's showing those under the law their need for His righteousness, because He knows they don't have a righteousness that surpasses His. He's also going to say, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It's better for you to go to heaven with two eyes, or with one eye, than to go to hell with two. And then He says, if your right hand causes you to sin or stumble, cut it off. It's better for you to go to heaven with one arm than to go to hell with two. So, what He does, He's trying to show them their need for his righteousness here. He does not want them to go out and pluck their eyes out and cut their arms off and focus on their own behavior. No, he's just trying to show them um, he wants them to fold. You know, He wants them to see that they don't have a righteousness that surpasses his. That's the first ministry Jesus had. When we see in the first video, we talked about why he was born under the law to redeem those under the law. He came for those who were under the law. And this is what he was doing. He was showing them they needed his righteousness, that they did not have a righteousness that surpassed his. Even the apostle Paul says in the scriptures, in Romans, he says, as the scripture says, no one is right with God. No, no one at all. Okay, so Jesus' second ministry on the earth before his final third ministry, which was the new covenant, which begins at the cross, the second ministry was Jesus gives the example of how to live dependent on him now under grace through the way he lived dependent on the Father. Jesus and his disciples primarily spoke Aramaic. Did you know that? That's something I didn't know. But uh, that's what, that explains the passion of the Christ, if you've ever watched that, why Jesus speaks Aramaic. So Christ's example of living dependent, he said things like this. He says, I do nothing unless the Father tells me to do it. You see the dependency he had on the Father there? Jesus also gave them this answer, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees the Father doing. You see, Jesus was dependent on the Father. In John 12, 49, he said, For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say. All that I have spoken. Even Philip, we remember Philip said, Show us the Father and that will be enough for us. And Jesus says, Philip, how long have I been with you now? Don't you understand? Don't you see that when you've seen me, you've seen the Father? Or at least believe in, on the evidence of the miracles themselves. It wasn't me doing them, but it was the Father living in me, doing them through me. John chapter 14, verse 10 through 11. In conclusion to our second Christmas video, or podcast, Jesus said he did no independent act. Did you hear that? Jesus said himself he did not do one independent act. In John 8 28 he says, So Jesus said, When you have lifted the Son of Man up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. Jesus said, By Himself He can do nothing, and He judges only as He hears the Father. Jesus answered, What I'm about to tell you is true. The Son can do nothing by Himself. He can do only what he sees the Father doing. What the Father does, the Son also does. In John chapter 5, verse 19 and 30, he says, I can do nothing by myself. I judge only as I hear, and my judging is fair. I do not try to please myself. I try only to please the one who sent me. So keep in mind, here, here comes the woman. We all know this story where the woman comes... And she's caught in the act of adultery, and the law says, stone her. And so everybody has their rocks in their hand, and Jesus is uh, kneeling down in the, um, towards the ground there. And they ask him, teacher, what do you say we do here? The law tells us to stone her to death. She was caught in the act of adultery. And Jesus starts to draw in the, in the sand... And I believe what he's doing right here is he's listening for the Father to judge the situation. And so whatever the Father judges, he will judge it as well. Remember, he said this, My judging is fair. I do not try to please myself. I judge only as I hear. So Jesus is going to hear the Father judge the situation, and Jesus is just going to speak What the father has to say, and finally Jesus hears the father's voice, and he speaks these words. He says, "He was without sin. May he cast the first stone." And then they all drop their rocks. Nobody stones her, and the woman comes to him, and he picks up the woman, and says, "Where are where are all your accusers?" And she says, "They've left." They don't accuse me. And Jesus looked at her and he says, I don't either. Go and sin no more. Meaning, go. Because I'm going to remove all your sins at the cross. Just ahead. In the new covenant, which is his final and new covenant. So that's good news. Remember, Jesus died on the cross at the young age of 32. And so that's why we always go to him when we're, when we're experiencing problems because he knows how we feel and what we're going through. So this has been our second part, our Christmas uh, teaching um, message. Make sure you tune in for the third.